You are listening to Brothers Bomb on Open Lines Radio. All right, get ready for this. There's a lot of them. All right, follow Doug on Instagram at d.is4doug. That's what the number four. Follow Mark on Instagram. That's me talking about myself in the third person. Uh, at tincan.telephone. Follow the Brothers Bomb podcast Instagram page at Brothers Bomb Podcast. And follow Open Lines Radio online at Open Lines Radio. And be sure to check out Open Lines Radio online at www.openlinesradio.com. And you know, the funnest way to listen to Open Lines Radio is by listening live. And you do that by downloading the Pod, Podbean app. Go to Podbean uh, online or look for it in the App Store, whichever operating system your phone is should have it there and follow open lines radio on podbean and then you can listen live and you can uh we're going to have some uh podcasts in the future where you can participate live so be sure to listen live there's just such a great energy when you're a live listener Uh, but it's always there to re-listen to if you can't make it live i know they kind of come sporadically with no rhyme or reason to when they start that's why it's good to just have the the app and follow open lines and you'll always be notified when it happens um, and you know what, if you want to start your own podcast, which I recommend, Podbean is also great for that. Go to openlinesradio.com, scroll down to the uh, lower right side, you'll see a, a link to Podbean. Go there and um, sign up. So easy. You can record right from your phone. Also, follow Open Lines Radio on Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash openlinesradio. Some extra goodies there for you when you do that. It's just a good way to support us and what we're doing. We're 100% listener funded. And uh, that's about it. Um, listen to this chat with Doug and myself. It's been a while since we talked and he's kind of having a rough go of it at the moment. So, um, you know, you probably are too. And we can connect that way. All right. I'm going to let this go. Enjoy. You say you're an orphan. okay yeah doing okay how about you oh man no <laughs> no <laughs> the answer, the answer to that question is no um oh, hard no just, uh, yeah yeah it's been um so school started back up and you know with this whole uh coronavirus restart um our school district is doing a, a hybrid schedule where we've got our kids in, in groups. And so not everybody's in the building at the same time. But the, you are going back to school. I mean, p- kids are back in school. So we are. Kids are in school. Teachers are in the building. Uh, masks are worn hundred percent of the time. Um, social distancing has to happen as well, which is the hard, which is one of the hardest parts. The masks, um, kids are really good about that. Um, and then, and then they have to, 
and then there's just like increased sanitization that has to happen. So, um, you know, our custodians are going around with these vaporizers and vaporizing. <laughs> like, like it's it's so weird looking. They just have these these little jet packs on their back on their backs, and they have to like all the touch points. They're they're vaporizing each day, and and, uh, and but anyway, to get it going, you know, it's it's been it's it's been pretty manageable because we have so few students in there. It's not a full school. Um, you know, we've got like, um, on average, probably 10 to 15, well, probably closer to 15 per classroom. Okay. So able to spread out. And uh, so do they, do they just go to class a couple days a week. Uh -huh, so they, so kids go to school two days a week and then the rest is remote. Huh. And, uh, and so far it's going okay, but the, to get everything to that point, um, and there was just so many questions. You know, it was it was a, a district decision, and then we have to implement kind of the, the details of that. And you know, it's it's new for everybody from from the top of, of leadership all the way down to um, you know through the through all the different schools. There's there's so many things to figure out, um, and so it's just been nonstop, just trying to figure out how to make how to make it work um, and just hour after hour of, of, of trying to figure it out. So I'm to the point now where, you know, where that decision was made like the very end of July mm -hmm. and we're now school started last week. And so I'm just now to the point where I'm just ready to take a, take a breath at some point. Um, but it feels like we're getting close. That's good. That's good. Out, out here in uh, San Diego, um, it's all remote. Uh -huh. So, so um, I mean, he's he has to. I only have one one in uh, high school left, but he's um, he he still has to go to class every day. He still has to sit there in front of his computer and be part of it. Right. right. It's all it's one hundred percent remote, which is which is hard too because, like. He he's he's really bored because school is boring for kids, you know. And and the and the one thing that makes school worth it when you're that age is your friends and getting to see your friends every day. So it's it's just yeah. kind of been like this this boring thing for him. But I could imagine being having to try to uh, keep keep kids socially distanced. You know, because like my kids, they, like they still go hang out with each other after school and stuff. So, uh -huh. like I don't know, like there's well, still the risk. Part. Yeah, well, and that's the part that's been honestly the hardest, and especially since so here in our state, they have um, how it works with like high school athletics, for example, is um, each county is in a. Again, it's color coded as to where they are based on how many cases and what the risk is by county. Uh -huh. So, um, some counties are at more higher risk and they can't have spectators at all. Um, and then um, other counties, like the one we're in, is is at a lower risk, so we can have spectators. It just has to be reduced. Um, and so, and there's no and there's no tickets sold at the gate. Everything's pre-sold. It's um, everything's contactless, you know, so there's no cash being distributed or anything like that. And, um, you get into a game and that's where, um, a lot of the old traditions die hard, you know, because you go to a sporting event and you want to be kind of rowdy and close together and do all these kind of things. 
and um, it's loud and you're wearing a mask so you can't really hear the people next to you that well anyway and so it's kind of natural for, for people to kind of come in close together and that's been just uh, um, hard one to manage just at sporting events in particular is keeping people people uh, keeping people distanced and so um, it's just a lot of work are you are you keeping parents out of those games because it seems like the adults would probably be the biggest uh, risk of people taking masks off and violating rules being poor examples so we do have so we have separate sections so we have like parent sections and then we have student sections and um, there have been schools fortunately at the school where our community has been really really good they are wearing masks I mean, they they um, have kind of understood that like if they want to be able to see their kids play if we want to be able to salvage a season in some way then they've got to take the protocols those safety protocols seriously and so our our community has actually been really really pretty good about it but there have been some in some of our neighboring schools and and then down south like um south of, of salt lake in provo area that they have been like openly like no we're not wearing these um and they had to like stop games and everything to make sure everybody's putting their masks back on and so um so it hasn't been too bad where we're at, but it's just, it's, it's weird. Like it is, it's a weird thing. Like I, I can't imagine once we get to cold and flu season and we're, you know, and the thing is we're all outdoor, outdoor spaces right now. Um, but as it starts to get cold and we start having events inside, I, I, I'm not so positive we'll have spectators by the time, you know, I think our county numbers will probably start to rise. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. Because like I kind of like the, I feel like it, it kind of got to you later than it got to me. So like we're already, I already like it's just none of it's new, you know. And, and right when it first hit and and all this stuff was just starting, uh, I was kind of on the front lines of of being out in the public. Yeah. So like we've been like so the precautionary measures have been in play for you know since March basically. Yeah. And so now it's just kind of like, it's just a habit. It's just normal. None of it's hard. The hard, I mean, the hardest part is, is when you see these people who refuse to wear masks and stuff. And, and, and I don't, I don't even know, I don't know if the masks work, you know, I don't know. Right. I, right. I, I, I've ever since the beginning of this thing, I've always been kind of under the, the thought of you just have to get it and fight through it and get over it, you know? Uh-huh. And, and, and and that was probably a wrong way of thinking, especially in the beginning. And and it might and it probably is now too. But I just I just think it's just a, a respect thing to to put your mask on when you know this thing. But even if you don't believe it, there's a potential. You still have to believe in the potential. And it just shows the lack of courtesy toward toward your neighbors. Because it's like like I say, like I don't necessarily believe it, but I put it on just as a, a form of respect. And also I'm kind of liking it, you know, <laughs> like every, I, don't, I've, I haven't had a shave for a while. Um, I you know, I haven't had, to, haven't had to trim the beard anyway for a while. And I haven't uh, uh, like, like when you're at the store, you can, like, like I always hated when people got close to me and now you have like an excuse to like, yeah. 
like step back and I mean even though like if things ever go back to normal I still hope that we'll maintain the social distancing thing because it's like yeah. I don't know but there, it seems like it's the older people who are who are the rudest about things and 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 not like when you go out in public it's the it's old people it's the people who are the most at risk too and they're the ones who are who are like pushing social distance it's like it's like why are you standing so close to me? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. even if there wasn't a pandemic, you're standing too close to me. And so I kind of like, I'm kind of like, now when I see someone without it, it's usually an old person and their mouth's usually hanging down open because that they're, <laughs> that's the, the, the stereotypical person who's yeah. not wearing a mask. <laughs> and you're like, like, if you're not going to wear a mask, at least close your damn mouth, you know? But yeah. I don't, I don't like, I don't want people breathing on me anymore anyway. You know, it's like, let's don't go back to normal. Like keep your damn mask on and stay six feet away from me. I'm, I'm happy with this. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I want to be able to go to the beach again, but. Totally. It, well, and the thing is, it, what's, what's hard about it. I think you're, I think you're right in the sense of, you know, a lot of this were, it's, it's called a novel virus for a reason because you know, there's a, a lot of unknown about it. And so, and so at the end of the day, if it's a matter of, okay, when I go into a public space, I just take the precaution for the sake of others. And, you know, it's, it's interesting to me. Well, there's a couple of things, a couple of thoughts I have on that is, is one, um, I, I think so much of that sentiment is, is geographical too. Um, you know, I listened to somebody talk who's from California can't remember where I heard this, but they're saying it feels like that the quarantine and mask wearing feels so um, kind of like part of every day. Like it's just it's just the new, you know, the new normals, what everybody says. But it's just it really does start starting to be normalized and feel, feel normal. But then you go to certain parts of the, of the country and it is not normal. Um, you know, I spend a decent amount of time in Idaho in a you know, very kind of rural part of Idaho. And. And in those spots, you, f you feel weird when you're the one wearing the mask, yeah. you know, like, cause nobody is, I mean, nobody, I, I went into a, um, a, a county courthouse up there to take care of, uh, like, uh, some title re registration title stuff. And, you know, I have my mask thinking, okay, we're in a government building. It's, and I was the only one, the only one to the point that I, um, to be honest, took it off because I, <laughs> I felt I felt weird. You know what I mean? I felt like, oh, like, like I felt like everybody was looking at me, and like, and here's this city slicker coming in with his with his cosmopolitan views, and you know. Well, they, they should be thankful for that because you're you're the one coming in from the city that would be bringing in shit. Totally, totally, and um, and but it just felt it just feels so weird. And so one thing that's been so bizarre to me is just how different. The sentiment is and in utah there's a very strong you know we're, we're fairly it, it doesn't seem like we're a very urban um, place because we don't have a huge population but when you look at geographically that population is concentrated in very one small corridor in the state you know it's just like right along the wasatch front is where everybody lives and then hardly anybody else lives anywhere else and so in terms of our density we're actually a fairly dense state like our um we're pretty we're packed in and and where we're living, and so so it's kind of unusual because we have like this weird, weird um, kind of paradox of 
of we have a lot of open space. You don't have to travel very far before like you're just out in the middle of nowhere. Um, and, and so that's just right on the fringes of us. And there's that sentiment of like, you can't tell me what to do. Um, but, but like at the same time, all of us kind of live really in close proximity to one another. And when you live in close proximity to one another, there's just certain things, um, certain like more regulations and, and rules and so on that need to be in place because there's so many of us together. And so there's already this weird kind of paradox coupled with kind of like this uh, religious conservatism as well. And so it's been really, the anti-mask stuff has been really, really strong among a good portion of, of our populace, including members of our own, of our own, uh, family, <laughs> yeah, extended yeah, family, yeah. are pretty are pretty anti-mask, and and this is the this is the rise of communism and so on, right? And but yeah. what's interesting to me, like me personally, I I haven't, I I don't, I'm not super nervous about things, and I probably should be. That's probably my own ignorance, you know. Um, but like I I feel fairly r- low risk. But where it has been um, kind of highlighted to me is we have staff members who who are of high risk or who have spouses who are of high risk. And it's like a genuine fear to them. And it just feels so damn rude for me to be like, I'm not gonna wear my mask in front of you. That's the part to me that stuns me, is that whether you believe it or not, one, you don't, you don't know. You can think things, but none of us really know if how risky it is. And just be kind to that person who, who is really concerned about it. Anyway. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's like it's just a form of respect. Like, totally. Like we're we're we are like whether whether it came from China, it clearly wasn't the democratic hoax. <laughs> we're in the midst of a pandemic, and and yes, the 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 data and the 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 solutions are changing daily because, like you say, it's it's new. Like no, it's we're, we're on the front for the we're just starting out into this thing. Yeah. So it, of course it's changing as like knowledge is changing and and we're we're learning more. But in the meantime, like just do your part, you know, to like 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 that's how germs spread. Like how could you say a mask doesn't work? Right. I, I mean, I know, I know it's not a hundred percent effective, but it's stopping something. It's you know, there's just that chance of you not spitting on somebody when you're talking and, and they. It's just because you. Don't, I don't know. Like I could have it. I've, I've felt sick all year, you know? <laughs> and I go back and I think to it back in January, I was really sick yeah. with COVID symptoms, but yet COVID wasn't a thing yet. So to me, to what I was diagnosed with was walking pneumonia. But when I think back and I look at what the, the, the symptoms are, I think, I think I had COVID and I feel like I still <laughs> am exhibiting battling that still battling it. And so, I wear it as a, as a, just a, not, not because I'm trying not to get it. I'm just trying not to spread what I may potentially have, but I'm just so mightily strong. I'm fighting it off. (laughs) (laughs) Although I don't think I'm mightily strong that I've killed it. I feel like I've been fighting this low grade COVID all year. Right. Right. But if you think I'm getting tested, you're crazy. I'm not going to have that. (laughs) Once Trump up in your brain kills the, the Affordable Care Act and pre-existing conditions going back into in, into it, then you're you've got you been diagnosed with COVID, and man, you'll never get insurance again. Yeah. Well, so, it, the, the, it seems pretty intuitive to me that if two people are wearing masks, that just the spit. I mean, 
just we spit when we talk. Like that that's just how it is. That that, that keeping keeping those droplets. The droplets out does seem to be an intuitive concept. Um, but who knows? You know, who really knows? And uh, you know, it, it is gonna I think it is gonna be interesting. I was listening to a podcast not too long ago where, you know, in the in the Spanish flu in the, in the early 1900s, that it was the second wave that was the most deadly. Um, it was that was when you know things had calmed down, and then cold and flu season came back up, and that was the one where where it, it came back with a, with a fervor. And so it does make me wonder. You know, we're not too far out from that, and that's where I think, just from our pers- my perspective as as being in the school, where we we do have kids back in the building and staff in the building. You know, we have very specific protocols of um, if you have symptoms, you can't be there. If um, if we have, you know, the health department communicates. So if anybody gets tested, that that data gets shared with us. Um, and so if we have 15 cases total, um, you know, we're, we're a school of 1,500 people. And so if there's 15 cases within two weeks, we go in quarantine. Um, so, you know, the threshold really isn't that high. That's, you know. And that includes students and staff members. So we're that's less than one percent um, of our of our all the people in the building. And so um, I I just think um, once cold and flu season goes around and people are starting, I mean, you get sick. People, I mean, who doesn't get at least a runny nose or a sore throat? I mean, at some point, our our standard is we just kind of push through. Um, and so it'll be it'll be interesting to see this uh, this winter. Now, you know, once we enter a full cold and flu season, which is like from October to May, what that will look like um, in America, because really we're, we're outside of the, the quote unquote kind of contagious uh, stretch of time, you know? Um, so it could feel long. Like this shit can start to feel really long. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and, and what you've got, how much time are you spending on social media these days? You know, it's intermittent. I, it's just, it just seems like, it seems like a, a, for you to be going back to, to uh, work with these struggles, probably uh, being on Facebook at the same time has just got to be amplifying frustrations. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, that that is definitely true. Um, it's, it's almost like this weird, um, it almost seems like I don't have time to fully interact with it but it feels like I'm checking it more and it's almost like a weird sickness <laughs> of, like, yeah. of like, I'm weak at the moment. Like I, I'm feel, I feel like exhausted. <laughs> so it's like, it's almost like, all right, I, I don't have the, I don't have the discipline to, to like not go get myself work. Let's log in and see you're going to disappoint me today. <laughs> so, and that is weird. It's, it's one thing that is unusual that I have noticed is, and I'm sure, you know, you have experience with this as well, but like, what what the symptoms of fatigue are um, when when you just feel fatigued and even or, or like a lack of sleep just how much that starts to impact you psychologically emotionally and um, and just like how less disciplined when you feel fatigued you know yeah and that election election season always yeah, totally. brings totally. out the worst in people totally. And um, 
I mean, you had, you've had stretches of time, I'm sure, where you've just like been lacking sleep. Have you ever just made decisions you just feel like, oh, I shouldn't have done it that way? You know what I mean? Like when, when you're tired. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm in it now, man. I'm in it now. Um, I mean, I mean, I'm just, it's just been first world problems this past week. I mean, it's been an air conditioning out and for there we, I had like three days at work with no air conditioning and just like fan and it's been like 106 here. And, uh, and, and just like coming home, having like changing my shirt midway through the day and then still coming home soap and just, and just being tired. And then, uh, on top of that, um, Twitter, like I don't like it's I know what you mean by by it's like I, I keep checking in it's like a sickness I keep looking in at Twitter and I get so angry and so frustrated at the world and I I immediately go back it's funny that you mentioned like we have family members I don't have I haven't had contact with any of our extended family members in 10 years yeah and when I see shit on Twitter, <laughs> I automatically know that they're agreeing with it. <laughs> I'm like, how can my family think this stuff? Yeah. And I, I mean, I haven't been on, I haven't been on Facebook for a long time, but I, my, my daughters, when something uh, horrific is happening, they'll text me <laughs> and, like, and they're like, they're like, your uh, aunt is attacking your mom right now. <laughs> And I and I logged in. I actually logged in to try to defend her, and she's private. And I didn't want to go back into the Facebook world by yeah, yeah. friend request. I was going to go on and, and drop some knowledge and ghost. You know, <laughs> but that's probably a good thing I didn't. Probably would have made it worse. But I just I just can't believe that I share DNA with some people, and it's clear that we don't share entire DNA. It's clear that there's some other uh, thing that's that's. I don't, I mean, I just don't get it. I just don't get, there's, it's common sense stuff going on in the world right now. And like when I hear people say that racism doesn't exist and it's a tool of the left, come on, man, come on. Yeah, yeah. well, and it's, it's, uh, it's been maddening, you know, and, and it's this last week, I, I haven't posted on actually any social media platform in a while. Um, not, not necessarily by choice, but just kind of like, I don't, I don't necessarily know what to what to put. You know what I mean? Like I I I, I communicate with a lot of people, whether it's through you know just checking in or through like Marco Polo or whatever. So like it seems to scratch that itch for me. So I just haven't necessarily felt the need to. But not that I have any issue with posting on, on social media. But like um, but I, I just preface that to say I haven't posted on anything, and I happen to come across something that a family member of ours posted and it just rubbed me the wrong way and I don't know why but I woke up and, I, and again I've been tired of it like waking up at like four like my alarm goes off at like 450 to like get in there so I can get into work before everybody comes in where I can actually have some peace and quiet to like get some things done and so I can just wake I hardly get any sleep get in there early and the first thing I that came to my mind was um family member social media post like right when I woke up and so I'm like driving to work and doing the speech to text response I'm thinking this is sick <laughs> sick I gotta like after I had that little exchange I'm thinking all right no, you gotta reevaluate you gotta like what am I doing I'm like what I don't I, I don't care I don't care it's like at some point you have to 
you know, right, maybe writing off is too strong of a sentence. But at some point, you just have to be like, they're, um, I, I just want to say they're wrong. Um, and even that, sometimes I, I hesitate to go there because I don't want to make assumptions. Like, I, I, I really want to exhibit that value to myself that I, I don't write people off immediately. But there is a sense of like, dude, it's not immediately. <laughs> there are some people. That, like, years. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But there are some people that's like they're wrong. They're just wrong. And uh, at some point, you just have to like let them be wrong and move on with life. And I don't know what it is that keeps pulling back. You know, it's like you got to keep pulling back. And I'm sure it is the fact that like we came from the same origin in some way. You know, and that it's just disappointing. Um, but, but I don't know. What do you do? Well, I mean, and and what was pissing me off? The reason I was going to go go drop some some truth bombs <laughs> was that that our our mother is trying to evolve. She's trying to see things. She's she's like our family has all pretty much gone liberal, as far as I know, and at least for, as far as she's concerned. And and I, and I and I actually believe she's learning from her grandchildren um, a little bit too because I I know she she follows my daughters on social media and and they post a lot of um, Black Lives Matter type of things and so and environmental justice type of things and so she's just trying to to evolve and like see some other points of view and then you see and 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 that and that's where it's like where my daughter's saying like your her sister is attacking her and I and, and my response was well now she's seeing why I left that family ten years ago like they did that same thing to me they they come at you with such anger and hatred and anything you say they do what you know what conservatives do which is they project and they tell you you're you're why are you so angry <laughs> it's like yeah. what are you talking about man I'm saying I'm for love and light and everybody <laughs> and and you're looking you're you're like in support of this one specific type of person like there's and and ignoring ignoring huge things like how do you ignore the fact that President Trump is a pedophile rapist who grabs people by the pussy how do you how do you let that go as a as a conservative religious christian how do you how do you how do you justify that I just don't get it I don't get how there was this guy uh, someone that I follow on Instagram that we, we've followed each other for a long time. And I think we've had like just minor um, exchanges back and forth, just got small conversation uh, through DMs. And he, I, he, he liked one of my things. I was like, oh yeah, I remember this guy. I haven't heard, seen this guy for a while. And I click on his thing and he's got this link to some uh, Biden conspiracy, pedoph pedophilia conspiracy thing. And I, and I DM'd him and I go, yeah, man, that's that link in your bio. Yeah, but also Trump. And he comes back and he goes, oh, man, I took it down. I forgot that was even there. I was going through some weird. I was, I was into some crazy conspiracy stuff back then when I posted that. And I'm like, I wouldn't call it crazy conspiracy, just also Trump. <laughs> you know, it's like it's, it's all of it. I mean, we're in right now. It's, it's we're in the, the battle should be between the rich and the poor. The rich are, are and I just don't understand the poor, the poor people who have wa watched their whole life money get funneled up to the top, still talk about trickle-down economics and still be for those type of people. I just don't get it. The only thing I can think of is that they're just racist enough that when those people are empowered, they, their racism gets to be free. And so they, they allow these other terrible things to happen because when the leader is acting terribly, you're allowed to act terribly. That's the only thing I can think of, like why the people that I know in my family that have should have witnessed firsthand that 
that this is not Christ-like behavior, <laughs> arguing on the in the name of Christ for it. Yeah. I'm getting all passionate. <laughs> well, it's you know I, I think a, a couple things there. Um, you know, one one to go back a little bit of of some of the interactions with with mom and, and trying to evolve and and I think it's you know and I, I I see mom fairly regularly um, you know I, I don't follow her lawns anymore but my son does he's not driving yet so I go uh, take him up there to do that and um, so I, I'll check in with her periodically and uh, and she's definitely feeling the heat from family members and being made to feel like she's some crazy um, she, like she's being brainwashed and, and all these kind of things. I, I also I feel like she has lost uh, the relationship with all of her kids I don't I'm not going to speak for you but at least at least a couple of us because she chose to like honor her sisters over her children right well and I think she I I actually think as hard as it has been, you know, um, we come from a fairly religious family and, um, for, and she's really close with, with two of the sisters and two of those sisters, pretty much all of their children are similar, ide ideologically similar, um, both politically and religiously. And it's easy and that, that makes you comfortable when, when everybody agrees with you and your family unit, when everybody who matters to you agrees with you, that is comfortable and it doesn't challenge. Um, and I think it's actually been um, good for her in, in terms of like to really stretch herself to like see that pretty much every single one of her children is sees the world differently than she did. And, and I think that's been a process for sure, and I still, there are still some things when we talk that like we clearly don't see the same way, and you know, and I, you know, I just had to accept that like I'm going to live my life the way it is and deal with it. You know what I mean? Like that's just kind of how it is. I'm, I'm a grown man. And I'm not going to sit <laughs> and worry about what, what mom thinks, and um, and but. She's she's really had to like force herself to like reckon with, okay, well, my kids see it differently, and they matter to me, and this belief matters to me, and like to hold those two things in opposition, as I think forced her to have to really have no other choice but to confront some of those those beliefs, and the sad part about that is she's now facing the heat from the other people she cares about, um, who clearly don't care about her. In, in a personal sense. Well, and it's, and, and they, they're looking to spar with her every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it's, it's, um, you know, she's, she's kind of seeing. But, you know, um, I know, I know like my daughter, like I, Megan's talked to her and her response is always just like, we might not see eye to eye, but we're family at the end of the day and we love each other. And it's like, that's bullshit. They'll never, if you, if you don't cave to them, they will never accept her. If she, right. if she puts her foot down and says, no, you know what? I really don't believe these things exactly the way you see them. I actually believe there is racism in the planet <laughs> happening. 
they they will not at the end of the day say, oh, well, she's our sister. We love her. They will attack her until she conforms. It, and to me, that is, you know, it. But she chooses to. She chooses that. Like there's the only way out is to is to is I I know, <laughs> but it's still here's the thing. Here I am ten years later, and I still see stuff, and I still get this this feeling of of frustration in my chest, knowing our family members see it that way and agree with something. They're just like, God, why? I know they're eating this shit up. <laughs> you know, when you, oh, see, when you see lies, blatant lies. To me, that's what's so insidious about it, to be honest, is that I say that seriously in, intently with this, this notion of it being insidious, is that not only is a lot of what is being expressed genuinely harmful and kind of disgusting. Um, it's it's shrouded in this this very um, religious fervor of like this is what God wants and this is and this is part of the end and this is and it drives me crazy. <laughs> like I just <laughs> I, I just I just hate it so bad. I hate it so bad. Why are you so filled with hate? <laughs> I, guess, I, I guess I am. I guess that's what it is. Because that's the thing is, it's like, it's like you shout. You're, you're, when you get upset about human rights, they ask you why you're filled with hate. Yeah, and and I know I know the way to combat this, especially for a guy like myself. Like I'm a pretty I'm a pretty nice guy. Like I don't make too many enemies, and I I I, I feel like I I'm generally able to, um, like be diplomatic in situations. And I know, like, the way to combat this is to still be the reasonable guy, still see, okay, yeah, yeah you're, you're still this guy I like or trust. And you see it differently. And I know that's the way to, to start to do that. But I don't want it. Like, like I, don't, I don't have the patience for that. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, um, it's a, as I was saying before, at some point, you just have to say, forget it. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Well, I, uh, apparently, they're, they're calling themselves uh, constitutional conservatives conservatives instead of Republicans. And uh, my, my daughter sent me some meme from one of our family members, Facebook pages, which explained what constitutional conservatism is. And I she sent me, this is what they say, whatever this means. And I, I texted her back and I said, this basically means they want to go back to slavery. They, they have a, a, a conservative staunch view of the constitution where it, does not change through time and that means we have slaves yeah. and well it's, it's an unwillingness too to look at i mean it, it's a genuine sincere unwillingness to look at the harms that that caused them to, to recognize that we're we still see the impact of that today and um and i don't i don't know why i don't know why it's so hard to say that like um like it wasn't and there are people alive today still couldn't go to school with white kids you know what i mean it's not like it's not like it's that long ago mm -mm. 65 or something it's a complete unwillingness to to look at the consequences of slavery jim crow and, and the like um and a complete unwillingness to like recognize that our heroes i mean it's the same thing you know when i went through my own crisis of faith it's the same thing as is people are are 100 unwilling to look at flaws within their heroes they, they view that as an affront to what they believe and what they value. And, and it really comes from a position of weakness. People, uh, and 
a lack of an ability to be able to like challenge your paradigm um, is a position of weakness, and that's that's really what it is, and that's what I think makes me so frustrated by it is 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 the. The only reason they're doing it is because they don't want to acknowledge the fact that the people they value um, might not be the heroes they thought they were. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, but and here, but here's, I mean, I, I don't want to spend too much time on this because yeah. it's just so negative. But I know there are people in the world. It's election season, so this is what happens. It's like it's it's basically election season. It's like a year of Thanksgiving dinner, <laughs> where yeah, everybody's arguing, but. But the, the the people we're talking about um, in the last in the, in the two elections prior to the last one were, were staunch Romney supporters, and Romney was the way, and Romney was the answer, and Romney was the one that was going to lead us to light. And now they've turned on Romney, and have gone so hardcore Trump. I just I just don't understand that. Like I can even see where our mother is coming from and able to like be a little bit. Um, I don't know when 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 Mitt Romney is the voice of reason. Like, what in the kind of world are we living in? You know what I mean? And and as soon as Mitt Romney became the voice of reason, they abandoned Mitt Romney and went to the crazy one. You know? Well, and, and frustrating. I don't know. I, well, and it's as it's as obvious as I, I just don't think it's that hard to see the lunacy of the party of family values being represented by Donald Trump. Like. I, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's as simple as that, of like how those two things don't square themselves. They just don't. And so I don't, I don't know how you can be taken seriously. You, know? you can't, so. you can't, <laughs> but here's the problem. They're, they're, they're out there and they're dangerous. They're shooting people. So, or, or even like talking about like these coastal liberal elites, but like, Look at, the, look at the guy at the top. I mean, seriously, this is, you know, Fifth Avenue in Manhattan, and you know, anyway, anyway. If, I mean, okay. if you go out to the coast, there are very few people with masks. So don't tell me that there's a bunch of liberals. I'll, I'll go to uh, go to a Huntington Beach, and I don't know that you'll find one. Right. Well, and that I think that's a great point. Not to keep like beating a dead horse here, but like this notion of like the liberal elite in general, of like the, the reality is those within power in this country um, are usually not, not the one. I mean, anyway, it goes back to what you're saying, like the uh, who has the wealth, who has the power. And most of those people are probably um, Trump supporters or, or conservative in general. Well, I mean, it, 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 the, the real battle should, should be uh, the, the poor against the rich. What's happening now is the rich have completely um, sucked dry everything. And, and, and even now when you see like this, this battle for unemployment and how they act like, like giving, some, giving $600 a week is some entitlement, when that last thing that passed, trillionaires, billionaires got most of that money, you know? Most of that money didn't go to poor people who needed it to eat. It went to people who didn't need it to build their bank accounts or offshore bank accounts, probably even more. It's all about taking money out of the system. Well, and, and, and what they're, they're using racism for 
is a diversion to keep the poor fighting amongst each other. If we could get past this, if we could stop and stop looking at each other by the color of skin and start looking at each other by the uh, amount of, by the daily struggle to survive, we we could turn this thing around. Like, I don't, under, there should be, nobody in Congress represents anybody who do, who's not in Congress. There might be one or two, maybe AOC is probably the closest because like, it's but but it's only a matter of time before it's about money too and it's about getting reelected and donors and all that shit and it's like i just don't understand why there are poor people on this planet people who are struggling to get by day to day who support donald trump because nothing that he's doing will help them he's taking away health care he's taking away everything everything he's taking away social security He's destroying the country. And the only the only reason I can think of that they would support him is that they're able to be racists as long as he's in there. And it's okay. It's okay to behave badly. And I think the the big thing to me, I think power controls the message. Like power controls the message and messaging. The stories we tell ourselves matter more than anything else. And, and if you have been messaged a story that, 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 uh, you know, this kind of laissez-faire approach of, of, you know, trickle-down economics and so on is, is, is the way to go, then, like, you're going you're gonna to defend that. Because you, you don't need to look much further, honestly, than how much economic growth has happened in, in the last however many decades. You know, there's been, obviously, the, the recession and the pandemic, but economic growth since, you know, my, in my lifetime, and, you know, you look 40 years, and the economy has grown quite a bit, but... Look at compare that to how much wage growth has, has occurred. Even since the tax cuts of, of two years ago, or whenever it was, the Trump tax cuts, um, the, the of that growth has um, gone to like managerial and above. It hasn't gone to the working class. Mm-mm. Never has. And so, and so it, it frustrates me a little bit because you know there's there's this talk of like Black Lives Matters is this Marxist organization because its organizers said that they've been trained in Marxist principles. But there, there, is, there is an element of, of, uh, of, you know, it's like when Martin Luther King, and, and by the way, they called, I mean, our own grandfather called Martin Luther King a, a, a Marxist, a communist sympathizer, right? And, but there is that element of like Martin Luther King says, you know, riots are the what is it? The I can't how, I can't remember how you worded it, but it's the language of the oppressed or something like that. Uh, essentially, if if people don't get their voice heard at some point, they got to take the next level, and it goes back to it's a very similar to a Marxist principle of of the power. The people in power will not give up their power will, willfully, and so the, if all this talk about like we got to be scared of the Marxist um, and this anti-Marxist rhetoric that's, that we see, um, if, if you really are worried about Marxism, the way to combat Marxism is to ensure that the, the worries that the Marxists, the quote-unquote Marxists have, that those worries are actually being addressed. Because um, the fact of the matter is, um, if you are working class in America, like how in the hell do you even buy a home? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right now, you can't even get, you can't even enter the housing market. 
because what it costs to buy a standard middle-class home is not available to those who, who make a middle-class income. And so those are the things you need right. to address because, because as, as that gap between the wealthy and the poor gets larger and larger, which it has quantifiably has gotten larger over the last 40 years. Like, like that, that is a fact. That gap is massive. If you just let that gap keep going, then yeah, you are going to see radical Marxist movements because it's bullshit. <laughs> so, so, so the way you deal with it is like address the concern. Address the concern, and then people don't radicalize. And so anyway, that was a long way to be. No, no, but that's what's happening. That's what's happening. That's why when you see, you see uh, protests start, and you, 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 see, you see a black man get killed by a police officer, and then you see no, nothing from, from the administration. And then you see protests break out because nobody's doing anything or saying anything. And then suddenly there's some property damage. And then the administration st steps up and says, we will not stand for property damage, which implies you will stand for shooting people in the back. And, and, and all these stupid things, they say, well, you shouldn't run from the cops. Well, you know what the punishment is for resisting arrest? It's not death. And it's also not the cop's job to, to try that person. Yeah, to, yeah, exactly. To make that call. There was a time where if you got away, you got away. <laughs> you know, it's like sorry, cop. Like you ever seen cops? You ever seen the show Cops? They chased some some people through backyards and over fences. <laughs> yeah, they just shoot you dead. Yeah. So so yeah, but you're right. But that, because because those things aren't getting addressed. If they would address, I mean, here's Antifa. All right, what Antifa stands for anti-fascism. So how are they combating Antifa with fascism? Like, what do you think is going to happen? It's going to clash, you know. Right. You don't right. fight anti-fascism with more fascism. You don't right. pour more fascism on an anti-fascism fire. Exactly. <laughs> you're gonna you get poisoned. Exactly. Well, and that, and that's and and you're right. That's a great point because there's been for the last decade plus there's been this like anti-socialism. Um, rhetoric going on and the way you you if you if you are worried about that like you don't fight that with with like just rugged capitalism you know or whatever is it is that rugged capitalism am i using that word right but you don't like you don't just allow um the system to continually disenfranchise people otherwise otherwise it, it, otherwise you need socialism or we're all dead we're all homeless in the streets yeah so Anyway, I mean, it's mad. I mean, I mean, Jeff Bezos has officially become the richest man alive, and I've helped him get there. I help him get there yeah. weekly, yeah. you know. Me too. But pay, pay some taxes. Come on, dude. Right. Be an American. Pay some taxes. Right. You know what? How could or, or pay employees better? You know, maybe instead of right. taking those millions of dollars a day. You give one of the millions back and you pay your employees an extra dollar an hour so they can live, right. especially now on these times, like like people who are going out into the world, you know what people are dealing with, like in grocery stores and stuff right now, just by people who refuse to wear masks, <laughs> they're being treated very poorly, like like they make the, like like they brought on COVID. Right. It's frustrating, man. People are frustrating. <laughs> I don't get it. It's like, it's so simple. It's like so simple to be kind to one another and we choose not to. Yeah. Why, Doug? Why? <laughs> yeah, it's bonkers. I've gotten all worked up. I've raised my voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a little sweaty. 
but hey, you know something? This is the first um, podcast I've done in this new studio where I've been very comfortable. Uh, a friend of mine had a um, window air conditioning just sitting in her garage. I was telling her how hot it was and I needed to get one. And she's like, just come over and get it. And I've, so I, I, it's not on now because it's loud, but I was able to pregame and cool down the garage before we started. And I don't have to have a fan running or anything, I'm just, but it's just starting to get hot. But I, don't, I think that might just be me getting heated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like this uh, live live broadcasting, this live streaming? Yeah, it's good. You know what? I haven't – I should probably I, – what I did like about it is that it has like little, little uh, – comments and stuff that you can do on there but i haven't even been looking at it i to be honest, I that we're live streaming there's only one person listening hello george <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, i don't know man this seems like a pretty good place to yeah to end it i don't know the only thing i can think of is to get more frustrated and upset about the world and 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 people i don't want to be there man yeah i don't want to be there you know we went to a uh, we, we were reckless and went to a casino last week mm-hmm. Yeah, and everybody there was really good about maintaining distance and wearing masks. And I was really impressed. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think there's a way to do it. I think there's a way to do it. Like we might be able to make it work. All right, man. Well, I got something to talk to you about. So I think I'm going to call you uh, offline and, yeah. uh, go over some things real quick, but uh, take right. care. It's been a while. Hopefully it's not yeah. too long before we do it again. Although it sounds like life's pretty chaotic for you. So yeah, hopefully it, hopefully it in when we can put it in. Soon. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I'll catch you later. Okay. See ya. You have no father. Your mother's gone. You have no father. Yes, my father's gone. What about your brother, your sister, to see you through? We all need a brother, a sister, to see us through. It'll be alright, it will be alright. Cause I will be your brother.